It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. That's for my crazy day. My pack commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. (laughs) Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm James Rapine. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Bengals, at James Rapine. Hopefully your week is starting out right. A lot to get to on today's show. We'll talk Bengals free agency. We'll discuss one free agent I want the Bengals to go get. He was released Over the past, what, 48 hours he's been released? We'll do that and so much more on today's episode. Subscribe, iTunes, audioboom.com. If you missed any of our shows from last week, make sure you go back and listen. Jeff Hobson joined us, weighs in on Kevin Zeitler, Jeremy Hill, and the NFL Draft. Plus, I give you two free agents the Bengals should target when free agency opens on March 9th. But I want to start here. The Bengals like veterans in free agency. They like going after guys that are maybe past their prime or on the downslide. Because one, they're cheaper and they're more budget friendly. Two, they've seen them, they know how to be comfortable with them, and they've gone after the A.J. Hawks, the Carlos Dansby's, those guys, year in, year out, they're not afraid to go after those players because one, it's never going to cost them a compensatory pick which, by the way, the Bengals got four compensatory picks. It was announced on Friday after we recorded the podcast. So now they'll have an extra fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, totaling 11 draft picks for your Cincinnati Bengals. So I look at someone who was released over the weekend, and it's Jets center Nick Mangold. And he would be the perfect Bengal. The Jets move on from Nick Mangold and he's 6'3", 295, 32 years old. Hasn't given up a sack, by the way, in 33 games. Nick Mangold. Only played eight games last year. But before that, 2012, 16 games. 2013, 16 games. 2014, 15. 2015, 15 games. The dude's been durable. So I look at Nick Mangold. And by the way, he went to a Pro Bowl in Three straight seasons, 2013, 2014, 2015. He's been to the Pro Bowl a total of seven times, if I'm counting right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time Pro Bowler Nick Mangle. Now, you're going to say, well, James, don't they have plenty of offensive line issues to worry about with Kevin Zeitler, with Andrew Whitworth? I would say yes. I would also say that the Bengals, it looks like they're going to move on from an interior lineman. 
it looks like they're not going to pay Kevin Zeitler. So if they're not going to pay Kevin Zeitler, they might want to upgrade at another offensive line position. That position could be center. You put Nick Mangold at center. You keep Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. You hope that Jake Fisher can play right tackle. Clint Bowling will be healthy with his shoulder. And then, if Kevin Zeitler does walk, you're able to find someone to replace him, either in free agency, a veteran, either Christian Westerman on the roster, or someone of that nature, a draft pick, because you have 11 of them. Then it, do- it doesn't seem so bad, because you're upgrading at one position on the line. You'd keep Whitworth around. Bowling would be healthy. You expect Jake Fisher, a second-round pick, to emerge as the right tackle of the future. And boom, just like that, Andy Dalton has a better offensive line. The offense is upgraded. That's why you go after a guy like Nick Mangold. To me, it makes a lot of sense. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro in 2009-2010. He was a Pro Bowler as recently as 2015. was injured last year. I go get him. I put Nick Mangold in, and the good thing is, Russell Bodine on a rookie contract. So you can still keep Bodine around to be the backup center, to be a guy that comes in and plays if for some reason the 32, 33-year-old Nick Mangold goes down with an injury, you have an experienced starter in line waiting for him. To me, this makes so much sense, Nick Mangold, and they don't have to wait around. This isn't a scenario where they have to wait around to bring him in. Instead of waiting till March 9th for free agency, instead of seeing what Andrew Whitworth does or what Kevin Zeitler does, you can go get Nick Mangold right now because he was released. And to me, it makes so much sense. And I've gotten tweets about it. I've been asked about it. And my answer is simple. Hell yes. Go get Nick Mangold. Go get the Ohio State product. The guy who balled out in his time with the Jets. He was on both Jets teams that went and made a deep run in the playoffs in the AFC, made two AFC title games. The Jets announced that it's official. Go after Nick Mangle. To me, this makes a lot of sense. And it's not the splashy, and I've talked about Kenny Stills. I've talked about Alshon Jeffrey. I don't think they should go after Alshon Jeffrey, by the way. Both will be expected to hit free agency. This is one of those signings like the two I mentioned last week in Marcus Wheaton like Jabal Sheard, that makes a lot of sense for the Bengals. That's an instant upgrade that's not going to break the bank, that makes you better, that brings you not only leadership, experience, talent, and he comes in and he's an instant upgrade on an offensive line that certainly had its issues last year. This isn't an indictment about Russell Bodine. I think he played better last year, but anytime you can upgrade. I've said this about quarterback, and and people have gotten mad at me, including Jim Osarski of Cincinnati.com. Anytime you can upgrade at a position, you do it. Nick Mangold is an upgraded center. I do it. And uh, hopefully, hopefully if you're a Bengals fan, you hear that they're interested that they sign Nick Mangold sooner rather than later. I'd, I'd hope to hear something this week. I'm serious. I want them to move quickly on this. Get him in here. Because if you're Andrew Whitworth, if you're Andrew Whitworth and, the, and you see that your Bengals brought in Nick Mangold, two-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, in to play center ahead of Russell Bodine. They're upgrading like that. As a free agent, you got to say, well, they want to win soon. They're signing a veteran like myself. They're bringing him in. Clearly, their goal is to win now. And I think pairing Mangold, having Whitworth there, obviously, they're probably going to have an issue at guard by letting Kevin Zeitler go. It would be, you'd fortify the line. Fortify it. 
by upgrading at center. The Falcons, by the way, this offseason, they went after Alex Mack, upgraded at center. It served them one. It was great for their running game. It was great for that passing offense. The Bengals should do the same for Andy Dalton with Nick Mangold. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Locked On Bengals, at James Rapine. Also, subscribe to us, iTunes, audioboom.com. And it's, it's interesting because we're going to look at these free agents, and I mentioned Alshon Jeffrey and Kenny Stills, and they're, they're getting set to hit free agency. And, and it was leaked today that, that Alshon Jeffrey, there's a report from Ian Rappaport, Jeffrey will hit free agency. I don't want the Bengals to sign Alshon Jeffrey. And I don't want them to sign Alshon Jeffrey because the production that he would come with versus the money that would, it would cost, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it for a team like the Bengals who doesn't need that. Instead, what I want the Bengals to do is something I've talked about in previous shows, but if you haven't listened or even if you have, this is a different angle. I want them to get better. I don't want them to shy away from going after a wide receiver in free agency, but only one that makes sense for them. Only one that makes sense for the offense, for the budget. Marcus Wheaton potentially could make sense. That's why I suggested him. If they don't, let's say they re-sign Brandon LaFell. Well, then, that's fine. I want you to upgrade in the draft. And one upgrade, and Steve Palazzullo covers the NFL for ProFootballFocus.com, joined us on ESPN 1530 last week. Here's Steve breaking down one fit for the Bengals that makes a lot of sense. We asked him about the offense in general, and he came out with a name, boom, and he said it would be an instant upgrade for the Bengals. Here's Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. Well, we've talked about the offensive line, and we've talked a little bit about the offense in general, the playmakers, the defensive line. I just think when the, when the Bengals were at their best from an offensive standpoint in 2015, it was when they had Marvin Jones, of course, A.J. Green on the outside. You had Muhammad Sanu, and you had Tyler Eifert. And nothing protects the offensive line more than a receiver who can get open and who can get open quickly. And that's why I think the perfect fit for the Bengals in the draft is Corey Davis, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. I know they just drafted Tyler Boyd last year. I think adding Davis to the mix, he'd be a beautiful number two compliment to A.J. Green on the other side. He's the best route runner in the draft. He gets open quickly. Perfect fit for the Bengals in their quick-hitting offense. You keep Tyler Boyd as the number three, let him work out of the slot. And now it's all about how do you protect the offensive line? You get the ball out quickly. You get it to guys who can get open. And now you have your plethora of playmakers back. I think that is the way to build in Cincinnati. And maybe that makes up for if you lose Zeitler in free agency or if you do end up losing Whitworth, protect the offensive line with a quick passing game. I think Corey Davis at wide receiver would just be a perfect fit for that. You see how the plan comes together? You bring in Nick Mangold. By the way, that's Steve Palazzullo of ProFootballFocus.com on Twitter, at PFF underscore Steve. You get Nick Mangold. Your offensive line already upgrades. You let Zeitler walk. You save a bunch of money. You find someone to fill his spot. Maybe he's not as good, but good enough. And then you get a game changer like Corey Davis. So now, like Steve said, it's a quick passing game. Boop, 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 boop. And... You probably upgrade at running back at some point in the draft. You probably upgrade at running back at some point in free agency. And then just like that, the offense that we saw in 2015, we might see something close to that in 2017. No Hugh Jackson. You might not get the exact production out of the rookie that you want, but it could be close. And that's why 
Offense is so important for this Bengals team. Upgrading the offense. Everyone tells me it starts with the line. Not necessarily. Corey Davis, like Steve said, wide receivers, weapons, running backs too, can make your line look better. Can help your line. Having playmakers. If you got got guys that aren't getting open right away, then it takes time. So then it looks like your line is bad. Part of it this past season was Andy didn't have anybody open. There weren't guys open getting open consistently. Obviously, A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert had injury issues. To me, I don't want the Bengals offense. I don't want there to be a game in 2017 where we go into it and we're like, the Bengals have no chance because A.J. Green's injured. The Bengals have no chance because Green and Eifert are out. They need to have enough depth to where if something happens and A.J. Green's out for a week, Tyler Eifert's out for two weeks, that they can survive, that they can win. They did that in 2014. They did it with a great running game. In 2015, they, they survived without Tyler Eifert for multiple weeks because that offense had weapons. It had Marvin Jones. It had Mohamed Sanu as the, the third or fourth wide receiver option. So you have Tyler Boyd in place. I like his upside. You have Tyler Eifert. You have A.J. Green. Go get one or two more options, whether it's Marcus Wheaton or Brandon LaFell, whether it's a Corey Davis Carlos Henderson, who we will talk about draft-wise. Another name for you, John Ross, who we've talked about on this podcast. To me, getting offensive weapons and upgrading the offensive line, it should be priority. And if you're going to let Kevin Zeitler walk, I can buy into that. If you upgrade elsewhere, that one place would be center. Upgrade with Nick Mangold. He's available. Bengals, do me a favor. Go get Nick Mangold. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast on Twitter. At James Rapine at Locked on Bengals. We're going to dive into the draft, really dive into it. Some sleepers, some guys that you don't know about. We're going to go way past the first round with Joe Goodberry on Wednesday's podcast. That's a big one. And it's coming up soon. We're going to talk a ton of draft wide receiver, offensive line, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker. Who should the Bengals be targeting? Who should they look at? Who looks good on film? Joe Goodberry has all the answers. And if you've missed our first round preview, I keep referring people to it. Go back. I'm looking here on the date. I believe it was February 15th. It was our February 15th show. And it's a really in-depth preview of what the Bengals could do in the first round. We discussed Corey Davis. We discussed other wide receiver options, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, and more. Go back to that show December 15th if you missed that. Please subscribe. iTunes, audioboom.com. Share. Us on social media, on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wildcard exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.